Welcome to Two Minutes in the Yellowstone Ecosystem, sponsored by the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary. Now here's your host, Gary Robson. Okay, so tell us about the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary and the greater Yellowstone Ecosystem. Well, you remember about, oh, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago or so, we talked about the Sandhill Cranes coming back after their big migration. Yes. Today, I figured we'd talk about one of the real masters of migration, the Swainson's Hawk. Oh, okay. These guys, you've seen them around. You may not have noticed because they look a bit like a, a red tail hawk. They're about the same size, a little more slender, lighter weight, bigger wingspan, though. Oh, okay. These birds live around here and up into Canada in the summers. Okay. And they spend their winters in Argentina. Oh, so okay. they will fly, uh, the ones around here will put in about 6,200 miles every fall. Takes them about two months, so they're averaging about 100 miles a day. And then 6,200 miles coming back. Mm, that is a long ways. And these guys, like I said, are about the same size as a red-tailed hawk. So that's a pretty good-sized bird. Yes. And when they're nesting, when they're feeding their chicks, they're eating the usual three R's of raptor prey, rabbits, rodents, and reptiles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're migrating, mm -hmm. this is where they get their nickname. They go for the super high protein food, their absolute favorite food. They switch to a mostly insect diet and eat grasshoppers. So oh. you may have heard these called grasshopper hawks. Now, now that I have not. Okay. And their migration is really a sight to see. They call them kettles of hawks when they're migrating. And they'll come together in kettles of 10,000, 20,000 birds. And for the first half of their trip, they'll actually migrate with the vultures. And then so, they'll kind of uh, leave them by the side. So we'll, the, then the vultures drop off in northern Mexico and spend the winter there. And the Swainson's hawks just keep going. See, that that's uh, I, there's a bird on my uh -huh. hat. You have a vulture on your hat, as a matter of fact. Yeah, TJ just got back from the Grand Canyon. And I'm assuming that's where some of those. That's where some of those turkey vultures go. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, or even farther south than that. And then our, uh, our Swenson's hawk at the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary, her name is Hawkeye. Uh, she, like many of our other animals, was injured and can't live in the wild anymore, can't migrate. And so we have to do some special habitat design for her, give her a heated area where she can hang out during the winter. And we have uh, some special things we built to block the wind coming in there and, and give her a nice warm little corner to hang out in. These guys are a great example of how the way you deal with wildlife in one ecosystem can affect another one far away. Swenson's hawks went through a, a dramatic population decline back in the 1970s okay. when they were spraying DDT ah. on the farms down in Argentina, the same stuff that almost killed off our national bird, the bald eagle here yes. in the United States. And here we are 6,000 miles away, and it was affecting our hawk population because they were using DDT in Argentina. Oh, man, oh, man, things you learned. Yeah. It's all a part of the Yellowstone ecosystem. Uh, of course, you want to find out more? Well, listen every Wednesday with Gary. Thanks for joining us for Two Minutes in the Yellowstone Ecosystem, sponsored by the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary in Red Lodge, Montana. This podcast updates every Friday on iTunes, YellowstoneEcosystem.com, and the Sanctuary's website, YellowstoneWildlifeSanctuary.org. Thanks to our recording partners at FM 99 The Mountain, where you can hear this show live every Wednesday at 8.22 a.m. I'm your announcer, Jenny Van Oyen, and I hope you'll join me next week for another episode of Two Minutes in the Yellowstone Ecosystem.